Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Ready? Just Good. do it. One, two, three. See your paper. I'm scissors. I cut you. I cut your so, paper. So you lost. So what's that mean? That means you got to start us up on a podcast. Number 30. Oh, man. Listen up, everybody. Dave wants to do rock, paper, scissors for episode number 30. And I think it was silly because I don't you know lost. how to play the game. You lost. He cut me. Yep. I cut your paper. Because I threw a paper and he threw a scissors and somehow I lost. Welcome to podcast 30, guys. What's up? Dave, guess what I did this week? Uh, you I mowed more clover. You sharded. No, I, I mowed more clover. You mowed more clover again. Yep. Yep. Mow your mowing. own. Mow, mow your, your own, own clover, clover in your own state. Yep. <clears throat> Got it mowed off. It's already starting to flower back up. It's crazy. You must be getting a lot of rain. Oh, we've got a lot of heat and humidity happening. Mm-hmm. And everywhere where I disked and put in my uh, screening, mm-hmm. it's all full of something green with my screening. I don't know what it is. It's so humid out here. I can't wear no drawers. Oh, here we go again. <clears throat> so you said about fall food plot checklist. Yeah, but before we begin, if anybody is listening to this podcast and is a techie person, I have a question. Oh, boy. In my truck, okay, it's a 2014 Dodge Ram 1500. Not that that really matters. It's my truck. It is. You're buying it later on in life. But realize that the truck was made in 2014, so the USB charging ports in the truck are outdated you can say compared to the iphones and phones they make these days because from i guess you need a higher output to charge the bigger more powerful phone so my usb port was not charging my phone it like one percent every 20 minutes so you're selling me a truck with a usb port don't work listen up i replaced the cable he said listen up thinking that it would be the cable it's not the cable so i went online researched it i bought two USB ports, updated ones, 3.0s, updated to replace the USBs in my truck. I tore the entire dash apart yesterday and replaced the USB ports to 3.0s, which is supposedly is the most updated one you can get. The phone still won't charge. But what? if I go on my work truck, plug my phone in, charges perfectly fine. Charges in my house phone, my house port, uh, my work truck, but it will not charge in my personal truck. Operator error, you hooked it up wrong. So if anybody's listening to that, help a brother out. Comment, message me, email, send a pigeon, whatever you got to do. You messed um, up. But help me out. So now I got a truck coming with 3.0 that don't work. Yeah, that's true. You'll you'll get over it. You don't use your phone anyway. We need a phone for. Hardly. Yeah. So fall food plot checklist is what we're is what we're talking about today because we're hammering on the fall food plots over the next couple of weeks because it's getting that time. It's hammer time. <clears throat> it's hammer time. So we made a checklist. Um, whether you're beginners or it could be a reminder for, you know, uh, advanced people. Um, so the first thing is obviously 
uh, soil samples. Chris, how important is soil samples? Uh, pretty important. Yeah, I'll leave okay. it at that. Working people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people skip them. It's let's, cheap, let's, cheap, let's add, cheap let's, insurance. Let's talk about that. Why do let's people skip about, them? Why? I don't know because why is it such like, a big why is it such a big deal that people skip them? I don't know because a soil sample's cheaper than a bag of fertilizer they're gonna waste. It's like fifteen bucks, fourteen bucks. It's crazy. I don't get it. It's so easy too. Yeah. Just go out there and mix, you know, <laughs> dig a few holes, throw it in a bucket, mix it up, put it in the bag up to a certain line, get the paperwork up, fill it up, mark that it's for a deer food plot. Mm-hmm not row cropping like a farmer mm -hmm. and send a thing, man. They'll send it back yeah. and tell you what you need. Exactly what within you need. Within a week. Yeah. Within a week. It'll tell you exactly what you need to do. hundred percent. Yeah. It's cheap insurance to make Lime. it, make it go correctly for yep. you. No guessing. You can, you can even put on there what you're planning, brassica, clover, mm. whatever. And they'll actually give you the specific recommendation on, um, like pounded wides per acre on what you need to do. Yeah. Makes it. Yeah, I, I don't know make, why people. Man, it makes it makes it dummy proof. But soil samples, guys. Everybody talks about it. Nobody wants to do it. But look at the people that's telling you to do it. They all have pretty good food plots. So yeah, normally, you, if you look at if you look at the most successful people in the food plot world, trust me, they're doing most of them are doing soil samples, and you know they follow that to get the most out of what you're planning. So, agreed. 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 Well, number two on the checklist is uh, to make sure you have weeds uh, controlled. Mm. Um, now it is true going into the fall, you know, later into the, into the months of summer, you know, a lot of weeds are starting to go dormant at that time of year. They will start to go dormant. So you'll have less of a weed problem in the fall than you will in the spring. But it's important to get those weeds controlled before they go to seed. So if you can keep them mowed down before they go to seed, so they're not, you know, seeding, reseeding themselves, eventually you'll have less weeds and you can spray them too. Uh, glyphosate 2,4-D like I'm doing uh, this Saturday um, in order to prep for my fall plots. Um, so controlling those weeds and, and making sure you get down to bare soil is uh, very important. Yeah, can I, I'm just going to add something. Go ahead. I mean, it's a side note. It's yeah. not necessarily what you're talking about, but you're, you're allowed. I, well, I, I saw, a, I saw a post this week on Facebook, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And you and Facebook. I know. I, well, I get a lot of my content from there because, I mean, there's a lot of, there's, there's some helpful information and there's a lot of bad information. Well, it's, there's a this, lot of com comical stuff on there. Well, this guy was, uh, I hate to even say it, but um, the guy was commenting on a domain post mm -hmm. and was asking if he could use certain chemicals on a certain blend of theirs. Mm. And Mike politely wrote back and said, those blends will not take those chemicals. Those chemicals that were mentioned that the person was asking about was to be like sprayed on in the springtime, one of them was Imoxy asked. Mm. And so maybe somebody was listening to us and got confused, but the Imox is only going to be good for 
your clover, chicories, and alfalfa, that type of thing from the spring. You don't want to be spraying that on any blends that you plant because it's going to kill it all. Oh, yeah. So they would so they were wanting to plant a brassica plot, but then they had weeds coming up through, so they wanted to spray it. Someone actually planted a no BS plot already. Okay. And must have been having in. weed problems coming. And they wanted to spray some other chemical, which I can't remember the name of it, and an IMOX. And that's no a no no. If you spray no BS with IMOX, the only thing you're going to have left is any little bit of, uh, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the percentage is, but they yeah. have a clover and chicory mixed right. in that. That's all, all you have. And you're going to burn the rest of it off, mm -hmm. which is oat, rape, purple top, something else. Yeah. The uh, yeah, tillage, the, tillage radish. Yeah. Radish. Yeah. So they would, they would, Totally wipe it all out, except they'd have just that small percentage of clover and chicory left. And they would be rather upset with themselves because they would probably call Mike and tell him that his food plot blend failed and, and try to blame it on the seed. So why, why do people do that? I don't know. They, there's, there's a reason why stuff fails. I mean, yeah, there's always a reason behind. You it, just whether... have to figure it out. That's why I always said it's it's trial and error. I mean, it is. With there's everything. a there's a lot of years that I've been planting and had failure and didn't know a whole lot. So it was trial and error till I figured it out, and then of course, then I started learning more and took some classes and things and understood better, and you know now I have nice plots. So you, you you learn you learn from the best. Yeah, yeah, Sturgis. <laughs> that was a poke. That was a poke. I'll probably get sued now. Probably. But uh, um so soil samples, we controlled, and then number three on our checklist is spreading the actual correct fertilizer. Hmm. And if you get soil I want to bring this up because if you get soil samples. It'll tell you exactly what to add. Right. You got the guys that say they make the posts on your on your Facebook stuff. Not your, but Facebook stuff. Yeah. Facebook. They'll say, hey, what fertilizers do I add for Braska? Well, right. the standard response is triple 19 or triple 17, whatever, triple 18, whatever yeah. you can get. 300 pounds per acre of triple 19. Right. That seems and all to be that is, one. is a recommendation based yeah. on what brassicas need and brassicas need the nitrogen and you yeah. know and all that but you might not need that soil test will tell you that soil test will tell you but the other thing is it'll tell you how much lime you need if your ph is off and mm -hmm. then you get into the stupid questions about how much pell lime equals a ton of real lime and all that yeah. stuff yeah that, right. we've been through that yep. if it says lime that's how much you put on period. well a good example of that is um Probably it's been a long time ago, five, six, seven years ago. I planted a um, a food plot behind my parents' house because mm. back years ago there used to be a lot of deer back there. Well, um, typically when somebody starts a food plot, they just say, "Oh, I'm, they're just going to throw lime at it. They're not going to soil sample enough. They're just going right. to throw lime at it." Well, I did the soil sample, and it was actually six point nine. And there's mm. never been a food plot ever there. Wow. Nothing planted, nothing. It was perfect pH. That's well, crazy. if I just went out and bought, you know, 500 to 1,000 pounds of lime and added that, I wasted that much money. 
mm-hmm. fertility levels. They were on point. Like <laughs> I didn't have to add anything. But if I did the standard recommendation of 300 pounds per acre of triple 19 plant Nebraska's, and you know the cost of triple 19, mm-hmm. I would have wasted all that money. Yeah, right now. When you don't, lot. when you don't even need it. Right. So if you just follow it. Um, yeah. I don't know why people are afraid to do it because right there is a good example of how it could save someone a ton of money. Well, a soil sample, I say it all the time, is either going to cost you money or it's going to save you money. Right. But you're going to, it's going to allow you to get the most out of your uh, plants, the most tonnage, the most. You want the the potential out of it. You want the most attractiveness. And And that is always uh, also. Like when you read the bag and it says you could have 30%, this this blend, you could have 30% protein. Well, if your fertility is crap and your lime, your pH is low, you're mm-hmm. not going to gain, you're not going to get 30% out of that yeah. blend. You might get, you know, half, you of, half that of that or something. Yeah. yeah. But per, another perfect example is, you know, for this incognito here, it tells you 100 pounds of triple 10 per acre. Oh. Well, that's what this needs but that doesn't this doesn't know what kind of soil you got right so a soil sample will tell you that they're just writing on the bag or the jug or whatever of what that specific plant or blend needs and it needs the nitrogen it needs the you know the potassium and and all that so just uh keep that in the back of your mind it's not too late to get soil samples um, another important factor with this on the checklist is try your best. I know some people live far away, but um, try to plant when uh, there's rain in the forecast. And the main reason behind that is um, the longer your seed sits there, the longer it has to be. Man, it's pouring down outside. Um, the longer it has for birds to eat it, turkeys to eat it. Um, and also the longer it sits there with no rain allows the growth of weeds to, to germinate because the and weeds are going to grow before the plants yeah, for your seeds. Yeah. So if you can time it with a rain and that stuff germinates within a few days, you're going to have the best results that you possibly can. Yeah. It'll, it'll grow up faster and shade the weeds. Yeah, how many times uh, in the past three years have you got caught in a rainstorm seeding? And it's every hilarious every single time. <laughs> every time, because I try to plant it just right, and it works out great. But I, I hate getting wet like that. My well, goodness. you have you have the benefit of that because you live right there. Yeah. So yeah, you, I'm always you, up against a clock because I yeah. get home at two twenty, and there's always a rain cloud coming at three o'clock, and I try yeah. to beat it, and I get and stuck. you get stuck. <laughs> Hey, I, hey, it happens to everybody eventually. I get, but it works out. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, last year it rained and quit. And so I had soil moisture, which is yep. perfect. So I spread the seed. And then after I left, we got a nice light rain because the downpour that happened before that was not light. Correct. But yeah, it's, it is, it is kind of funny, but I mean, how many times I would, I would I get... rather get wet than put the stuff in the ground and have the bugs or the birds eat it. Yeah, exactly. Or turkeys, you know? turkeys will wipe you out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which I'm seeing more of those here. Yeah. So try to time it guys. You know, I, I've been caught in the tractor at the farm trying to plant and seed and I got caught in the rain and 
I think uh, the last year at the old farm, um, before it got sold, um, I planted that logging road that I pushed out with the skid steer. And um, I got caught. I mean, it that was soaked and it mm. poured down. But it's perfect, perfect time. Yeah. Can't ask for nothing better than that. Um, no, and, and that helps break down the fertilizer in the uh, line. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Good point. Um, next thing on the checklist is obviously it's going to be planting the correct plants mm-hmm. for your situation. Um, and I always break it down easy as possible is if you have a half acre or less, you need to be planting some sort of cereal grain mixture because if you have a high deer density and you're planting only a half acre of brassica most time they're gonna they're gonna wipe you out and you're not gonna you know midway through the season or something you're gonna be left with uh a empty food pot unless that's unless that's not a big deal to you you know some people may only be hunting maybe in early season you know up to the rut and then they're done hunting and that may that may work um but if it's a larger plot, you can get away with brassicas. You know, a lot of times they'll hold up. You get up, start getting above the half acres, three quarter acre. Um, it just really depends on the on the deer density. But uh, obviously, if you plant a food plot, you're going to attract more deer. So I, I really like to focus on something with those cereal grains because cereal grains are like your grass in your yard. You know, you mow it, it grows right back. If a deer's eating it, it's going to grow right back. And um, it's a little shade tolerant. Shade tolerant. Um, a really good mixture for that is the no BS. Everybody loves that no BS. I do. It, it's like they're everybody. I, I planted it. I only planted it one time at the old farm, but you plant it every single year. Every year I plant it and I kill deer out of it every year. Mm, does it hold up the browse pressure and all that pretty good? It does because the oats come on first and kind of nurses everything. Mm-hmm. They go along and they, they, they pick, they pick at that that oat you know and it it seems to just keep taking the browse pressure off everything else mm-hmm. you know allows but, the brassicas yeah. and radish and all that to grow yeah yep that's and got they, purple top too right purple top yep and they wait a little while before they start hitting that you know so they're hitting the oats and it seems the like the oats oats and first. chicory yeah oats and chicory it seems like they pick up first right. but Plus those, you get the, those take the good browse pressure though. Well, plus you get the regrowth in the in the spring. Yeah, I get the regrowth all the clover. You get which, the clover and which is really nice right now. When they when they come out of the woods and they hit mm-hmm. that soft edge, it's full of clover. They just stop, put the brakes on, put their head down. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of really nice. Yeah, it's all. I, I might. Well, I'm not planning it this year, but I might have to get into something uh, using it for next year. Now I want to back up. Yeah, it was your checklist, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, 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 I have a tip in there that I want to. Okay, throw, throw in up. your tip, and then we'll we'll back so, it. So, yep. So the tip with this, guys, is uh, if you can add, let's let's say your pH is on point, you're good. Anytime you add fertilizer, a synthetic fertilizer, you should be adding fertilizer or uh, lime. So. Just because synthetic fertilizer will lower your pH because the fertilizer has salts and fillers and stuff. So it will lower the pH a little bit. So to offset that, just throw a couple bags of a lime at your food plot at seeding 
to offset the drop of pH. Now, if you get triple 10, I believe, up to triple 13, that usually has lime mixed in with the fertilizer. For some reason, triple 17, 18, 19 does not have lime mixed into it. Um, but pay attention to that. And that's just a little tip because it just throws some lime there, calcium and stuff to sweeten the plants up a little bit. And it will offset the drop from your fertilizer. Yeah. How's that I mean, sound? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good thing because people, some people don't realize that it lowers pH. Yeah, synthetic fertilizer will lower your pH. So if you're constantly adding synthetic fertilizer it's going to slowly drop your pH. Yep. Between that and Pell Lime every year, mm -hmm. you, you got to keep a good eye on your pH because it will go backward. How's the pH at your, at your mother-in-law since you had that lime truck come in there? It was up. Yeah, it what? was up. It, it took a significant hike. You know, it went from like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I took a whole point. I don't think it came up a whole point, but it was like five nine or six zero or something. It was it went up to almost six eight or something like that. Is it still there? Yeah, you can st every once in a while, like when I disc, I'll, I'll, a chunk of something will come up, you know. But you remember yeah, how much they added to that? Sixteen ton is what I had in the truck for three acres. Um, no, we spread it on uh, half the field. Oh, you spread it on half the field. Yeah, I had I had them go heavy on my plot, and then we went out into the field and did out there too. I got you because I wanted that to be sweetened up too, because they they do a lot of grazing as they as they come out of the woods. They hit they hit my soft edge, they hit my plot, and then they go out into the grass and they graze, mm. and then they, they usually lay down right there. Well, there's a lot of clover and stuff out there too. Yeah, there's there's still some decent stuff in there. It was just naturally occurring clover that was out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from years of grazing animals, and, right? You know. So, but, would you uh, would you want to add in there? Oh, you I was going to back back up to where we was talking about adding the lime and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, at, it, with the uh, recommendations from the soil sample. Now, mm -hmm. uh, there again, <clears throat> going back to Facebook's things. I was reading some posts and someone asked the question, can you mix lime or and or fertilizer with your seed at time of planting? That was my tip. Okay. You should have seen how many no's. No's. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people that refused to. So, th so this guy's asking if he can throw lime, fertilizer, and seed all at one time. Yes. Okay. Mainly, he wanted to know if he could put, I think, fertilizer with the seed was his main question. 100%. And the very first comment that came in from a top contributor on that page said no, because it will burn the seed. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got a good chuckle out of that. That's what you you're know. supposed to do, add fertilizer when you plant. Yeah. I mean. Now, obviously, if you overdo it, if you put four or 500 pounds in a quarter acre food plot, then, yeah, you're going to burn I some think, stuff up. I think what he means is in your bag spreader, put some seed, put some fertilizer, put some lime, and mix yeah, it up, and then spread that. it. 
sure you can do that. Mm-hmm. I think is what he was getting at was, you know, how people use the wrong setting and they run out of seed. So they want to, they want to mix that all up and thicken it up so that they can spread it further, you know, and not so that it goes on thinly across the whole plot instead of someone running out halfway through like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm out of seed already, you know, because they're putting the wrong amounts on. I think that was what he was referring to, but some of the people jumped right on the bandwagon and said, no, you can't do that. You know, fertilizer will burn that seed. And, you know. Well, you would run out. So there's, there's two ways to look at that. So if you're spreading soy, say you're spreading soybeans and pellet lime together, your soybeans are larger than your pellet lime. Right. So you're going to run out of pellet lime before you run out of soybeans. Mm-hmm. If you go the opposite way, if you mix pellet lime with clover, clover is smaller than the pellet line. So you're going to run out of clover before you run out of the pellet line. Right. Yeah. And there was like 80 comments on this post. <clears throat> so there was you, a few, there was a few people. Did you comment and stir the pot? I did not. You should have. I, I just should have. You should have started a scene. I should have just put that gif on there of Michael Jackson eating the popcorn. Mm-hmm. I see that all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm Every just post, here. I'm I, just I, here I, for the comments. Yeah, I look yeah. at I look at that and I see that I see that <laughs> meme or whatever. It makes me laugh. <laughs> One other thing before we go, I wanted to talk yeah. about. Um, this year, I'm going to try to take two hunts out of state. Never oh. been out of state hunting before. One of them is the Sitka hunt to Maryland. Mm-hmm. And the other one was an invite I had to go camp out in New York for bear in the early season. Upstate now, New York, right? Upstate New York, Adirondacks. Beautiful up there. Now, New York wants you to have your hunter education card number and be able to show that you have had your training in another state before you come to their state. Well, I couldn't find my card, right? So I called Harrisburg, and the guy said, and I thought he was pulling my leg. He's like, dude, just look up ilostmycard.com. And I started to laugh. (laughs) It's even in the PA, uh, the book you get with your license. It's in there. I found it. I saw it. And I, I was like, I thought he was pulling my leg, man. I lost my card.com. I started cracking up. I'm like, is that a real thing? He's like, yeah, that's why I'm telling you. I'm like, okay, dude, settle down. And he, he's like, there's a drop down box for PA, you know, for, for states. He said, click on PA, another drop down box for what you're looking for. And he said, you'll find a hunter education card in there. I said, all right, I'll try it. I tried it. I wasn't in the system. He's, mm. And he told me if I wasn't in the system, call him back. So I ended up calling Harrisburg again. I said, no, I wasn't in their system. He says, well, I will transfer you to licensing upstairs. So he transfers my call and I get someone and they try to look it up manually in their computer system. And I am not in the PA system. But he said, that is very common for anybody that took the hunter education class before before 1987 and backward well well, you are old so yeah so i'm old so they did not record that probably Mm -hmm. but he says i will send you an affidavit and you fill it out and you tell me what year you think you took it and what month you think you took it 
take it to a notary, have it sealed and signed off, and send it in, and you they'll issue a new card. Mm-hmm. It's a fee of sixteen dollars, and the notary was five bucks. Okay, so I'm gonna have twenty one bucks in the thing plus a stamp and envelope. Here's the kicker. All these people sitting in Harrisburg telling me what I could be doing to get that, right? Mm-hmm. I have to send this to Texas. Texas. Texas Texas does our hunter education courses for Pennsylvania. Weird. They, they handle all that. Hmm. That just blew me away. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Why can't we do that in our own state? Right. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. Educate but, your own state, Dave. I mean, at least you'll have it. Yeah. I mean, you still yeah. got many years to hunt, so I'm and sure. I, and be... I told him, my boy just took it <clears> in 2017, and I said, his card don't have a number on it either. He's like, <laughs> really? Just just 2017? I said, yeah, it don't have any numbers on it. Now, and He said, Mar- well, you're getting one of them in the mail, too, so my boy's going to get a new card with a number, and I'm going to get a number. Gotcha. Now, Maryland, we have them. I ha- I've had my card since whenever numbers I took- on it. Yeah, there's numbers on it. It's a oh, R, wow. it's a R dash something 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 number. Okay. Um, but now I did lose my card at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, not I don't need it anymore. Um, like I can buy Ohio license. I hunt Ohio. I I can hunt Kentucky. I've never needed my card anywhere mm. that I've ever hunted. I've never needed it. Now I did used to hunt New York years ago, and I think that I had to get a replacement card in order to buy a New York license. Oh, yeah. Now Zach, when he comes in, because he's a PA resident, he's coming into Maryland. He last year he bought a Maryland license so we could hunt Sika. Did not need his hunter safety card. Hmm. So you you won't need that here when yeah. you guys come down. For everybody who don't know, Zach and and uh, what's your name? Champ. I think, I think it's Chris. Chris is uh is coming to Maryland and we're all doing a city sticker. We're all doing a uh sick of deer hunt now. Me and Zach went last year. Um we were both unsuccessful. Although I horn. <laughs> that's that's not known. <laughs> that's that's not confirmed, but I did shoot a sick of stag. Shot one in the horn. I did shoot a sick of stag and the daggone thing was huge and it fell over. Okay. <clears throat> It was sitting broadside. I oh, shot it from my tree stand with my muzzleloader. The thing, the thing flopped right over like a sack of potatoes. Kicked for like 10 seconds. Gets up and walks away. Like nothing ever happened. I got down. Look, not a single ounce of blood. I searched for hours. Hmm. Um, and when they get out into those cattails in marsh, you might as well just give up. Because it, it, it was the craziest thing. But anyway, <laughs> both of them are coming down. And uh, we're all staying in a hotel. We're going for three days. Hotel's booked. We all got permits, uh, sick of deer permits and all that good stuff. And uh, hopefully, between the three of us. Somebody's got to shoot something. We can get something down. Even if it's a sick of dough. Something. So, that's I'm our. Gonna, I want to taste it. Sick of meat is way better than, Venice, than whitetail. And I want to experience the bugles. That, for those of you who don't know, because I didn't know. Yep. They're like mini elk, you say. So they're they're miniature elk. They were brought over, I believe, in 1917, I believe. But they were brought over from China and Japan, and they they were dropped off onto James Island, 
down in Dorchester County. And then they, they spread out through cut like two counties down there. I think Del um, Delmarva. Yeah. Well, that's all the Delmarva area. Um, but you got Dorchester and a couple other different counties that's, that has sick of deer, but they live in, Winchester, yeah, yeah, yeah. all them Chesters. They, they live in the swamps. They live in the cattails, you know, water. Um, he said and water. they, yep. And they bugle just like elk. I mean, it sounds like elk. I mean, every morning and every afternoon, you'll just hear them. I mean, it's it, it, It's the most coolest thing ever. I mean, you got me. the, you're hunting in the clear cuts and the swamps and the pines and everything. And you got the sunrise coming up over the cattails and it's cool mornings. The bugles are going on. And, uh, I don't know, man, it's fun. He, he's excited. I am. I'm very, very excited. So that is episode 30. Yes, it is. Episode 30. I'm going to go eat some cookies and, uh, slap Chris in the face. I think I'm having spaghetti. Nice. I'll I'm slap, slap you with wet noodle. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Wait till you fall asleep in the hotel. I'm going to slap you with a wet noodle. I'm going to shoot you. There's absolutely no farting in the hotel room. Oh, for God's sakes. You're the one that does it. There's no pooping. You're going into the... Oh, I'll be pooping in the woods. No, poop you're going to... shoot. You're going to be going downstairs in the conference area pooping. Same <laughs> exact. No farting. No snoring. No burping. No belching. I can't go on this trip. Nothing. Nothing in the room. I can't go. Bring earplugs because I'm sure somebody's going to snore. That's true. And hey, and through this whole process, we're going to record some stuff while we're there too. We got tactic cans. We got, you know, stuff. We're going to record. I just got a new one. Yeah, me too. I got a, uh, I got the fisheye one. Nice. I got that because it has time lapse mm-hmm. and looping. Mm-hmm. So now I can be loopy. Yeah. Episode 30. Wrapped up. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Let, Catch uh, y'all comment, later. Comment and uh, let us know about some USB ports. Why won't my phone charge? So later.